Let's see, my friends, what time does Mars go into Virgo? Okay, so looks like it's going to be tomorrow morning, July 10th. Yeah, Alex, you beat me to it. Yeah, I've got around 7 a.m. Central. Around 7 a.m. Central, Mars will move into Virgo. Um, so we've got one more day to bask. <laughs> bask in the rays <laughs> of Mars at 29 degrees Leo. Um, and uh, Pam, you said I've been feeling anxious and a little unmoored full moon energy. Yeah, we could definitely still be recovering from the full moon. As we speak today, we are at the, we're basically at the third quarter moon. Um, now we're more on the side of approaching the new moon, which will be not tomorrow Monday, but next Monday, we'll have a new moon in Cancer. Um, so we're kind of in the point of the moon cycle too, at the beginning of the week, where we have this third quarter moon. What does third quarter moon really mean? Well, if we think about it, um, if we cut a cycle, a, or if we cut a circle into four pieces, um, and you know we're now about to eat the last piece of pie in the third quarter square, um, it's a little bit interesting because the third quarter moon is sometimes associated with like final battles final challenges when it comes to what we have been quote-unquote building during this moon cycle. Uh, maybe there's some kinks to iron out. Uh, maybe there's some anxiety about how the quote-unquote final product is going to turn out. Um, there's also a feeling though of like pushing through. Like if you can imagine if you were running a marathon or a triathlon like the third quarter moon is the it's the last quarter of the race it's the last event of the triathlon if you will um so there's some kind of final push where we especially earlier early this week like i would say monday tuesday wednesday while the moon is in aries we're kind of grappling with um, how to find the motivation to push through maybe the anxiety stories or the self-doubt or um, maybe we're also just trying to figure out how to trust ourselves through this last phase of the cycle, right? Um, which is kind of why I love a third quarter moon moment. Um, I think many of us in this, you know, last quarter of the marathon, if you will, in this last event of the triathlon, um, there's every reason to quit, right? It's sort of a, a seven of wands moment. If you connect with the tarot, it's very much uh, like, I have every reason to quit, but then also I have to remind myself that I'm strong enough to endure, <laughs> or like I'm strong enough, I have trained for this, um, like I have done this before and now it's sort of like the mental game of matching the physical capacity, if that makes sense. Uh, so I think this third quarter moon is pretty, 
uh, profound in a lot of ways, especially as it comes in correlation or side by side Mars moving into Virgo tomorrow, Monday morning around 7 a.m. Central, uh, July 10th. Okay. So I was uh, thinking about Mars in Virgo and uh, this being like kind of a cool transit because in how will Mars and Virgo interact with the rest of the sky? Well, in a really good way, uh, Mars will trine Jupiter in Taurus. So we have this Earth trine starting to build. So I kind of have a feeling that, you know, when we have two powerful planets like Mars and Jupiter trining each other now in Earth signs, uh, things in the earthly material world feel like they're coming together a little bit more easily, okay? Um, I've already seen this happening with the people around me. Um, I have a friend who was like furiously looking for an apartment, had no luck until very recently where something just like clicked into place. And I know it's not necessarily Mars and Virgo quite yet, but we can kind of feel Mars just moving closer and closer towards the trine with Jupiter. Uh, Mars trine Jupiter, especially in an Earth sign, is like very, it's very can-do attitude, but it's not in a, um, <laughs> it's not in a fire sign kind of way. Uh, and for instance, like I have Mars in Leo trine Jupiter in Sagittarius in my natal chart. So what does a Mars trine Jupiter mean in a fire sign? That means I have like sometimes a blind optimism about like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's, you know, throw it in the pot. Like, let's get it boiling. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you don't really think about, um, how things all are, are, are how everything is going to come together, right? It's more of an impulsive, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, impulsive, let's let's do it. Whereas there's so much more wisdom in a Mars trying Jupiter in an Earth sign. This isn't me necessarily saying the Earth signs have more wisdom than um, than the fire signs, but I'm saying like there's there's a little bit more of this realism but it's still a motivational realism when Mars trines Jupiter it's like all right here are the facts here's what I've got to work with let's make it happen um and also you know we can't forget too that Virgo opposes Pisces and who is hanging out in Pisces right now yes it is Mr. Saturn in Pisces now granted I usually like wouldn't love a Mars-Saturn opposition, but I kind of like this one. I don't know. I just like, I like it. I like that Jupiter is sort of bonifying both of these uh, planets because Jupiter is sextiling uh, Saturn and um, also ruling Saturn. So that's really great. And then Jupiter's also trining Mars. So, you know, what happens when Mars is approaching that that opposition with Saturn retrograde. It's it's just like a huge um, check-in. It, it's a check-in with everything we've committed to. Um, and that's something that I've 
been feeling lately like you know july is the halfway mark in the year pretty much yeah like give or take you know july's the yeah we're we're halfway through the year and not that we need to be married to the gregorian calendar but there's something here about reflecting back to january uh what did we um put on our vision boards in January, uh, what has come to fruition, what has been cooking, and also like what have we not necessarily gotten started on? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this message this morning, like this sort of Mars and Virgo opposition Saturn, time to check in with the foundations we committed to time to check in to, on the construction, you know, what's under construction right now and checking in on that. And, you know, I was looking at my vision board and something I put on my vision board for 2023 was to get to um, uh, a thousand followers on YouTube so I could monetize my YouTube videos because you need a thousand followers on YouTube in order to like make money, any sort of uh, money off of your videos. Not that I'd be like, you know, making more than like five bucks on a video or whatever, but it's just, it's just kind of nice to have. Um, and I'm like, wait a second. Like I, um, it's not that I haven't been working towards that goal, but like, let's be real y'all. When's the last time y'all saw me post a YouTube video? It's been a second, right? I think the last YouTube video I posted was, um, actually I shouldn't be so hard on myself I think it was more I think it was about Jupiter and Taurus okay so but still it's been it's been a second and like everybody and their grandma knows like in order to build a YouTube channel um, and build your follower account on YouTube like you have to be semi-consistent about posting which I you know haven't been <laughs> And I'm like, all right, got to check in. Like, where's my follower count right now? Um, I'm at about 400. So I'm 40% to my goal. So I still have 60% to go. And uh, these are the things we think about when Mars is moving into Virgo. You know, like we're like checking in. What have I manifested so far? Okay, maybe I've been doing kind of okay on my goal. But like now how am I kicking it into high gear a little bit more? How am I committing to my goal a little bit more? So overall, really good beginning of the week. It's really good to review, you know, what did you write down um, at the beginning of the year when it comes to manifestation? What's on your vision board right now? What is, uh, what have you been working towards? Uh, what decisions are ready to be made. That's also um, something that comes through with Mars in Virgo. It feels like a very decisive, uh, uh, sort of a decisive vibe. Um, you know, you've been thinking about this. We've been lollygagging, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the crossroads. Um, now it feels like a decision has been made. We have more information, et cetera, et cetera. Now, 
I'm going to pull a card, a few cards on uh, this Mars and Virgo transit. However, I also was thinking about um, one of my favorite uh, sort of esoteric thinkers, uh, Mitch Horowitz. Um, and Lauren, you said how long will be will Mars be in Virgo? Good question. Let's see. Let's see, Mars will be in Virgo until August 27th. So we have like a good chunk of time. Like we have July 10th until August 27th. So about a month and a half. Um, so it's it's a good, it's definitely a good moment to, uh, yeah, reassess, reevaluate, get back to the vision board. And like I was saying, like, one of my favorite esoteric thinkers, Mitch Horowitz, um, he's really like the only person that, not the only person, but I, I just love the way he particularly talks about manifestation because it's not in like this whitewashed, like hippy dippy uh, kind of way. It's it's very much, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I really respect how he, he speaks to like mental health and, uh, his vision of how to manifest certain things. And, um, so I want to read something that Mitch Horowitz writes in one of the books that I'm a fan of, which is called Miracle Habits. I would say my all-time favorite Mitch Horowitz book is Miracle Club, uh, but, I think this is a good, like, secondary, like, it's almost like the sequel to Miracle Club. Um, so, um, I, I like what he says here. It's like this chapter that he speaks to, um, this concept of having unwavering focus. And something he says is, pursue your aim because it is who you are not because it's what is expected of you um, or what you imagine or have been conditioned to believe is expected. Your aim should be expressive of your natural in as much as cat, a cat hunts nocturnally, a bird rides air currents, or a bee gathers pollen. It is the function of your essential gift. That is why I'm writing these words. Of course, I wish to be read, seen, and paid, and I take steps to arrange that. But writing this book or delivering a talk is not, strictly speaking, an attachment for me. It is, an, it, it is as intrin intrinsic to my selfhood as sleeping at night. If someone does not understand that kind of thing about you, you are in the wrong group, community, or relationship. Um, so I, I find that really really fascinating because we tend to think of like a goal or a manifestation as something outside of ourselves uh like something that we're we're searching for in the outside world that we're trying to like grab onto or attach to and and bring into our lives but um i, I love what mitch says here because like the truest most intrinsic um, passions that we have are already part of us and the most quote-unquote successful goals 
are things that are intrinsic to who we are, right? And that feel natural to pursue. So I'm sure like, for instance, like Lauren, I feel like uh, it's natural for you to pursue your final book decisions, right? Um, maybe there was some fear attached to uh, to starting the book and all that you had to work through to like make the time to do the book. But like at the end of the day, writing this book was intrinsic to who you are, right? Uh, same with uh, me starting my astrology business, like where there's a million and one like shadow elements of me like working through like you know conditioning and what society expected of me and what my parents expected of me and blah 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 of course but at the end of the day um my astrology business is in is in an is in an intrinsic flow um with who i am you know like it's in that same current uh, it's in the same water as who I am. So now it's just like almost letting myself flow with that intrinsic part of me to kind of direct me towards like a goal, ambition, manifestation that is aligned with me, you know, and not necessarily aligned with what society or what your family or your conditioning says you should be pursuing. Um, and, um, you know, I'm sure we all have experience with maybe pursuing something that um, that we were like really good at or society told us was like a thumbs up or our parents told us was a thumbs up. And perhaps we were good at it, but maybe in the background that very thing made us feel... Um, sick or it made us feel anxious or it made us feel trapped um like the idea of like let's say like a high school athlete um being really good at their sport and their parents sort of pressuring them to you know take this sport to the next level going to get a college scholarship or something along those lines and um, because they're good at it, but it's not intrinsic to who they are. It's not intrinsic to like what their true passion is. Let's say they develop like a really bad, like eating disorder, or really bad anxiety disorder because they're, they're putting all their energy into pursuing something that's not intrinsic to who they are, but rather aligned with their conditioned self. Um, and maybe that's sort of a Mars and Virgo thing as Mars and Virgo trines Jupiter and opposes Saturn. It's almost like Mars and Virgo is asking us not only to review our, our goals, our manifestations, our vision boards, but also checking in and like asking ourselves, um, now that this goal that I perhaps you know, made six months ago at the turn of the new year, or maybe it was nine months ago during the last Samhain or whatever. Now I'm looking at this goal from more of a zoomed out perspective. And I'm thinking like, all right, um, this goal is aligned with who I'm becoming. It is as natural as just this goal is like riding a bike and getting on a bike and just riding towards my destination. Or I've realized this goal is actually not who I am. 
um, or I've realized this manifestation was a bit of a, you know, I don't know, like a, uh, something that wasn't actually what I wanted. Um, so it's just a really good reevaluation time. Um, I want to read one more part of this, um, this chapter about unwavering focus, because I think it really does apply to Mars and Virgo. Um, so Mitch Horowitz writes, uh, if you feel your aim with a sense of absolute passion, if you want it, like you want a drink on a hot day, you will find no difficulty dedicating labor to it. Too often we hide behind the question of how to do something, which like claims to want to provide service, often harbor, harbor a subtle dishonesty. <laughs> Notice how when you really want something, you do not ask how. You plan, you plot, you strategize and act. You don't stand as though before a door wondering how to turn the knob. You can see this natural knowingness when people are flirting or attempting to attract a mate. They make eye contact, perform small favors for the person, find excuses to pass his or her desk at work, display a courtesy, attempt humor, find reasons to ask conversational questions, and so on. Um, they effortlessly use their mind and instincts backed by an unspoken or unrealized sexual attraction, but they do not idly stand there asking how. They intrinsically know how. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so like, what do you intrinsically know how to do? Um, that's something that I feel is, is Mars and Virgo in a lot of ways. Um, what feels, you know, natural to you when it comes to pursuing this goal, this ambition, this life change. Maybe it's not necessarily an ambition per se, but maybe it's more like, what do you want that is intrinsic to who you are? Maybe it's about moving somewhere that feels more, um, more aligned, uh, you know, um, I'm also thinking about this in terms of relating to others, which could be where Venus sh retrograde shadow comes into this message. Like, um, you know, maybe the people who, yeah, like, you know, like when you're on like a really good date and you're just like, you're laughing and like you're cackling with each other and you're just like, it's like this immediate comfort and like that's like the best date ever right when you just feel super comfortable with someone you can be like a silly goose and like whatever and it doesn't feel like an interview or whatever and then when you're on a really bad date you're bored and you're you're sort of um pulling and like asking like just really um generic questions and you're like oh my god like if someone asks me how many siblings I have one more time I'm gonna end it <laughs> you know um so maybe maybe that applies literally right now with some of your relationships like what relationships feel like you have to try so hard and which relationships just feel like naturally in flow 
Um, and, and, uh, and your goals maybe should feel like that too. Like maybe, uh, for me, like YouTube, the YouTube goal of getting, uh, 1k, uh, subscribers, like, is it daunting? Not really. Like, I think filming the YouTube videos takes some kind of motivation, but like at the end of the day, like, I do enjoy filming it. I do enjoy putting the content out there. Um, so I would say it's more aligned with like being on that type of date where you're, you know, laughing and you're enjoying yourself. Um, <laughs> Alex, I have a younger brother and an older half brother. Um, although many people do think I'm an inner, I'm an only child for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, but yeah, so let's pull some advice. Uh, let's do like past, present, future when it comes to Mars in moving out of Leo. LOL, this is the past, <laughs> the strength card. Um, Mars moving out of Leo. Um, presently Mars moving into Virgo. And then, uh, ooh, that flew out. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Okay. Cool. So the past, uh, we have, uh, Mars and Leo uh, being represented by the strength card. So, you know, hopefully Mars and Leo gave us the grit and the gumption to uh, experiment and face some kind of fear. Maybe we, um, I know someone who did this. Uh, I don't know if, I think I saw you pop on uh, Blake, but Blake has been, uh, you know, mulling over a new living situation. So they, uh, they, traveled to Seattle and Portland for like the past month. Like that was very strength card, you know, like some, some people have really like faced the fear of going and trying to figure it out, you know, very Mars and Leo situation. Right. Um, and now that we're coming into Mars and Virgo, um, what I'm really getting from the six of cups in the present moment is, um, you know, it's funny because sometimes the Six of Cups reads as, you know, a past situation that needs to be resolved or whatever. Um, but really in this moment, um, the Six of Cups is reminding me that our childhood self, our inner child self always knows. Um, our inner child self always knows how to how what they need in order to receive care they know what it means to have fun they know what they don't like right like there's nothing more decisive than a kid you know you're handing them a snack and like if they don't like it they won't eat it you know um or like if they don't like it they they're like they start crying right because kids are very decisive about like what they like and what they don't like. And um, it's it's maybe society <laughs> that, or our parents that teach us to be a little bit more um, like giving or flexible or, you know, willing to try things, which can be good, right? 
But at the same time, there's something about this moment with Mars and Virgo reconnecting us back to this six of cups inner child situation like we're being asked like what really gives me this joy right going back to mitch what mitch horowitz said um what goal feels intrinsic to who you are very six of cups i think the six of cups because of its way you know connecting us back to our inner child this is one of the only tarot cards that has kids in it besides the death card, I believe. Um, but, and maybe like 10 of cups or something like that. Um, but you know, part of the six of cups is the sort of childhood joy that the childhood nostalgia that we are reminded of in this card. Um, and Noel, you said Mars and Leo giving strength to move, uh, feel this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now what's coming in the future? Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have, uh, we have Mars, which is the tower. And then we have the seven of cups. Okay. Um, so don't, don't get too freaked out, uh, by this poll. Um, let me, as the tower card ominously flies to the floor, uh, yeah, let's uh let's tune into this. Uh and I would love any people's um intuitions that you you want to comment in in the comments. Let me know what you think about the future with uh with Mars and Virgo and the Tower and the 7 of Cups. I think I have some ideas, but I just want to tune in for a second. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, let's see. Oh, Noel, Noel, you said pulled the tower this morning. And, uh, Blake, you said you feel it's like anxiety about making the wrong choice after the choice is made. Yeah. Um, Emmy, you said I pulled the tower a ton before I left, I left my last job. So I love to see it totally. Um, global warming, you said, I think the old self is getting a boot. Gotta let the real self in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Annie, you said external forces are affecting some choice, um, coming up. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally. Uh, so what I was hearing, um, is, uh, uh, spirit gave me the phrase when you know, you know, uh, so I, I think this might actually kind of be the end of the seven of cups vibes, because if we know anything about the seven of cups vibes, hang on guys, I'm about to have a coughing attack. Uh, let me grab my water <laughs> so that does not happen. Hang on. All right. Been a little, a little under the weather today. Or, yeah. Mm. All right. Um, Lauren, you said the tower allowing something to wash away that isn't in alignment anymore. Exactly. Um, and when you know, you know. Um, yes move into it yeah i was feeling that like um 
when you know, you know. And uh, usually we say that about like a person. <laughs> like, I don't know, that phrase usually comes up when you, you know, meet a really special person and you're like, you know, you know. And you in, you get engaged like a week later, right? But um, but I think when you know, you know, that, that uh, applies to a lot of different situations, right? And uh, I think we, I think the right decision is often accompanied by anxiety, though. Um, that's the other thing that I'm feeling with the Tower and the Seven of Cups. Like, it's like the clarity of how we need to move forward, which is sort of like the awakening, epiphany vibe of the Tower card. Yet, it's also... It's also the anxiety of challenging your nervous system to a new reality. Um, because the Seven of Cups, it's a little bit of a nervous system card, even though it's a cups. You know, and I know the nervous system tends to be more related to the swords. I, I will say I think the Seven of Cups can bring up this sort of Neptunian anxiety soup. Like the card itself really reminds me of Neptune. And um, I can't tell you like this, a good example of this is um, when I uh, moved out of my parents' house and, you know, into my apartment or this apartment in Chicago, so much anxiety, like massive anxiety especially around the time of like making the choice and and saying yes um it, it's sort of uh it, it just the initial saying yes to the tower moment change huge anxiety because my nervous system was sort of adjusting to this new reality and my nervous system had not yet learned that this was safe and maybe even safer than the past frequency, right? But then at the same time, um, I didn't know that yet, right? So with the Tower Seven of Cups, there's a little bit of like a, when you know, you know, I have to make the change now. Um, but at the same time, be prepared to maybe do a little extra nervous system care. I mean, it is Mars and Virgo. And have you ever heard of a more anxious sign than Virgo? <laughs> well, that's why Virgo rules the stomach and Virgos have stomach problems a lot of the time, right? Because the mind is in the stomach, the stomach's in the mind. Um, and we're constantly digesting not only our food, but we're digesting our environment, our emotions, our thoughts. And when you can't digest things well, <laughs> you know, that's when we have digestive issues. Um, that's the connection between Virgo and the stomach. So there's something about the digestion of this clarity. Um, but I think very much, um, you know, the tower is always in alignment. That's the thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, actually, I don't know if I want to be that decisive, but most of 
I would say my experience, let's say my experience with the tower, pulling the tower card has been this experience is in alignment, um, if that makes sense. And uh, Emmy, you said the anxiety about making the wrong choice, although Mars is like, it doesn't matter, you need to move forward anyways. <laughs> yeah, Mars is like, boom, like I'm leaving Venus. Peace out, Venus. You're going retrograde. I got to move forward, right? Um, so even though Venus retrograde kind of takes us back into the past, um, there's still very much a moving forward motion here. Um, and Noel, you said, make the choice for yourself. Time to be selfish now. Totally. Um, and Pam, you said, if there's anxiety, it's probably something you need to do. Yeah, we got to, you know, uh, destroy what destroys you, you know? Um, Alexandra, feeling like the airplane, you know it is ready to take off. You will be in the air, trusting that you will get to your destination. Absolutely. Um, and Pam, you said, when you feel sick to your stomach, different from an anxious feeling that tells a different story might be a no in your body. Totally. You could not have said that more perfectly, Pam. Like, because... For me too, it hasn't been so much like what's the difference between anxiety and intuition. It's more like what's the difference between the feeling of anxiety A versus the feeling of anxiety B. <laughs> and there is there is this frequency of anxiety where I just feel like, oh my God, I'm so anxious about this. But like deep down, I know it is right. Or I know at least it's in the right motion. Whereas that like sick to your stomach feeling of like, oh my God, like I can't sleep at night and having a panic attack, like that's not the same type <laughs> of like good anxiety where you're challenging your nervous system, right? Um, yeah, friends, Mars and Virgo, okay? How to reconnect with intrinsically who you are and what goals just naturally come from that place like Mitch Horowitz says. Um, I want to read that part one more time. And while y'all are, while I'm doing that, you can type your questions in the chat. I want to do a few, um, a few tarot card polls. Um, this is the line that I wanted to read again. Pursue your aim because it is who you are, not because of what is expected of you. Amen. Um, yeah, my friends, would love to be of service to you today. If you need a card poll or even just some like good energy or you want the group to send you a prayer or anything along those lines, comment below. I'll try to get to as many as possible. Uh, know that my summer sessions are still available to be booked if you want to do a, uh, you know, summer transit kind of update. We'll actually do basically from this summer until like the end of the year and even up until like February, March of 2024. So if you want to talk a little bit more about, you know, Venus retrograde and this Mars and Virgo stuff, um, Hit me up. Uh, we'll we'll chat. Uh, okay. So, uh, Pam, you said I would love a card for this week. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's see. Um, Pam, I'm seeing the lion, so I don't know if that uh, animal has any meaning to you. Uh, but Pam, Eight of Pentacles. I think this week you're getting your focus back with Mars and Virgo. I think that um, I'm imagining you in like your favorite work spot. I don't know if that's like in your house or at a cafe in your neighborhood or whatever, but I just see you really wanting to spend some time in your favorite, like whatever that is, that sacred work spot uh and just kind of sitting there and just kind of getting getting some things ironed out uh it feels like it's a week where you have the motivation to do things that maybe you've been procrastinating and yeah you're working you're working hard right now but it feels like it is in alignment and it is for a greater purpose which is the gift of the eight of pentacles um so i think keep going uh, Lauren, you said I would love an anchor card for Mars in Virgo. Yeah. Oh my God, Lauren, this is perfect. You got the world and the world, as you know, is the final, uh, chapter of the story, the tarot's, the fool's journey in the tarot. So, you know, there's something about the ending of like putting the final edits on your book and yeah, I mean, this is, this is amazing. Like it, it feels like you're birthing into like this new cycle now where it's like who am I now that this book is going to be like out there and and what does it look like now to be a published author and what does it look like to um to have this book uh yeah be in the world's in the world's hands right like your manifestation is ready to be seen by the world so feels feels really good there um, Emmy, you said, can I get some confidence boosting vibes for some interviews coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Emmy, I think I'm, I'm in full agreement that these interviews are going to go well. Um, I'm in full agreement that you will impress them with your, your Capricorn rising magic. <laughs> I'm in full agreement that these opportunities will feel in alignment for you, that they'll feel somewhat exciting. And when I pulled a card for you, I got the five of swords. So it feels like the advice too is like, if there's a lot of resentment right now with your um, current job position, like maybe you're just ready to get out of there. Try not to buy into the story too much. I know when we are at like the very end of something, we tend to get like kind of a little bit like snippy not necessarily I don't think you're like <laughs> causing trouble at work or anything but sometimes we get resentful we get even vengeful you know and we want to burn the place down right so you know with the five of swords it feels like uh try not to focus so much on the resentment and focus on more a frequency of excitement for the new chapter to come in Okay, uh, Cher, you said a card for Cancer Risings. Yeah, absolutely. Cancer Risings, we've got the Six of Pentacles. Um, I think there's a real, like, balance. There's sort of, um, there's a lesson right now about receiving and not pushing and, like, it feels like true reciprocity is when um, we can be in like this 
this frequency of relaxation and acceptance and in that frequency in that frequency we meet people or we meet the gift or we meet the abundance that was naturally coming to us anyways um, but sometimes cancer risings can kind of force that reciprocity onto others, right? They're like, I made you lunch, so give me a kiss. <laughs> like, it's a very, like, mom thing. Like, I took you to school. Say I love you. Um, and uh, it's it's not that kind of reciprocity. It feels like a very, um, like, natural flow of, like, what wants to be given to you can just flow naturally to you. Hope that makes sense, Cancer Risings, and share. Um, Alex, you said, I could I get a card for my second house situation? Yeah, sure. Three of Swords. Um, I don't know, Alex. Is this... Um, feels like it's it's donezo. Like, it, it feels like it carries some kind of emotional burden or some kind of... Um, some kind of grief uh and but at the same time i don't exactly know about this situation but it feels like with the second house especially in your chart like it's like okay if there's something you're letting go of when it comes to the second house i think of like an old way of seeing yourself, an old way of valuing yourself, an old way of um, of presenting yourself to the world. Maybe that's the grief. And like, even though you're excited for the new chapter, there's something here about like, okay, there's also something to be let go. There's something to be purged. There's something to be accepted in order to show up like more fully in my second house Leo self. Um, Annie, you said, can I have a card? Absolutely. Page of Swords, cool. Annie, carry around, I always say when people, when I pull the Page of Swords for people, I'm like, carry around a notebook everywhere this week, like write down your ideas. Um, any idea that you get this week is, is definitely sacred. It feels like you might have some openings for how to solve some certain issues in your life at the moment. Um, maybe when it comes to like business stuff or job stuff, um, maybe there's some messages or some ideas or downloads that you are, um, that you are sort of meeting this week and also the page of swords like when it comes to the inner child i think like the page of swords is kind of like our inner hermione granger who's kind of like oh i have to get an a plus or i have to do it all all right um all perfectly in order for it to be um of value and that's just simply not true right so maybe that inner Hermione Granger needs to know like, okay, no, like we can put something out that's not perfect or we can just try something out and experiment with something and that is worthy enough. Rhonda, you said, um, uh, you had a lot of drama last night. You would love a card. Yeah, that, that 29 degrees Mars. It can be, it can be some some drama yeah okay two of cups in reverse um but let's actually look at it upright two of cups upright 
Um, the upright meaning of the Two of Cups is an open flow between your heart space and someone else's heart space. And um, it's funny because when we're trying to connect with someone in an open heart way, um, some t it, it obviously is a draining thing when they are not as open and are in their heart space as we are. And we might put so much energy in trying to like have this open dialogue with them. It's almost like we're trying to talk to a wall, right? We're trying to talk to like this blocked heart space. And then what happens, it's almost like we're then also forgetting that there's someone else we need to talk to, which is our higher self. And that flow of sort of our higher self, our inner truth, that connection, that communication, that cycle is above all the most important heart space connection you can have with someone. <laughs> you know, if, we, or if we're thinking kind of as the higher self as someone outside of ourself, and it's not that, but, you know, the higher self is just an extension of who we are already, but just for the sake of this metaphor, like there's something about um, reopening your heart to your higher self, being willing to be vulnerable with your higher self, being willing to listen to what your higher self has really been telling you um, instead of trying so hard to maybe force a connection or force um, vulnerability with someone who maybe just has this blockage that no one can do anything about except them, right? Um, because that's how that's how our wounds work. <laughs> um, we need to also be a co-healer in healing our wounds. Because if you show up, let's say, to a Reiki session and you're just like, heal me, practitioner, and you're not going to do anything. Like if you're just like, it just doesn't work, right? Um, same with therapy. Therapy is a waste of money if you're not going to also put in some work outside of that, that one hour session a week, right? So it kind of feels like that message Rhonda um pastel you said um you said I would like to know which attitude I should take on this week I feel very isolated in my current life situation and my nerves are shot yeah let's see if there's any like advice for you um oh yeah I like how you said what attitude should I take on this week and you got the uh, you got a court card you got the queen of cups which does kind of show us how do we go about the day or like how do we what energy should we um should we embrace and something that um the queen of cups does really well is uh it, she's able to sort of mother themselves through their toughest emotions like they're they're sort of the energy that's like it's okay to cry it's actually okay to have quote-unquote bad feelings right it's okay to feel through our negative emotions it's okay to feel frustrated it's okay to feel isolated it's okay to feel sad um sometimes when we resist the emotion and we're like oh my god like i feel so isolated i shouldn't feel like this we then exacerbate the very story of that right so i feel like this is full permission this week to just let yourself almost weirdly sort of befriend some of these uncomfortable emotions that are coming up within you 
And I think the universe is going to show you that you do in fact have support. Um, and, and feel free to also, you know, the queen of cups knows that knows how to hold people through their toughest emotions, but they also know that they also need that vulnerability from others. So if you have a friend or someone you can reach out to, I know you said you're feeling a little bit isolated, but you know, don't hesitate to like reach out to someone that you feel close to doesn't feel necessarily like a romantic connection. It feels like a platonic connection, like reach out to those nourishing platonic connections and, and really be honest about what you need and how you're feeling. And, and I feel like that, that might be the queen of cups this week. Um, Blake, you said, can you speak to having Virgo ruling the 12th house with this Mars transit? Um, oh yeah. Okay. Cause you're, you're Libra rising. Um, yeah virgo in the 12th house so um wow yeah analysis paralysis vibes <laughs> right uh yeah and i kind of relate in a way because i have um i have gemini in my 12th house so my 12th house is also ruled by mercury um but gemini and virgo same but different right both mutable signs ruled by mercury but also um you know virgo tends to be a little bit more um it, it's like a little bit more about the systems and the structures of how things work um so when i think about the 12th house being about like anxiety or isolation or our fear stories I think the Virgo 12th house is worried about, oh God, did I build this machine exactly correctly? Like what if that one nut and bolt that I put in on this huge machine, like what if that one thing's out of place and what if this whole thing blows up, you know? <laughs> and, it, it, and I'm not laughing at that because that's like real anxiety, but at the same time, um, I think, Virgo in the 12th house might underestimate like, okay, well, if that does happen, I'm also smart enough to fix it. And if that does happen, like, yeah, like you get a flat tire on the road, but you can still drive really slow, like a mile down the road until you get to the, the car repair shop, you know, like uh, one little nut and bolt that's not perfect or not out of place doesn't mean you have to completely exit the moving vehicle. Um, and and just sort of abandon the whole mission right like there can be something that's like not quite perfectly working in the system but what matters more is that you you keep going you keep moving forward um so that's that's my reflection on maybe some some shadows of the 12th house virgo um noel you said i would love a card um, I continue to be in a transitional phase and I need to move. Okay, cool. Spirit, have any, have any advice for Noel about moving? Um, this is good. Four of wands. Hell yeah, Noel. I think if you, if you haven't found the place yet, it's coming. Like, no, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So 
four of wands like just keep imagining um this is what i told my friend who was having a lot of trouble last week she was totally in a panic about can't find the right apartment i was like here's what you're gonna do write down how you want to feel in this new place of living like be like i want to feel cozy i want to feel clean i want to feel safe i want to feel quiet i want to feel like i'm in a sanctuary um write that down put it under your pillow and just like sleep with it and like kind of like hug it and like really see that at see that feeling make that feeling real i swear two days later she found an apartment it wasn't even on like zillow or something it was through a friend like a friend just reached out to her and was like hey i heard you're looking for an apartment. My landlord has something open. And it was like the perfect place. Okay. So just know your manifestation is on the way. Don't sweat it. Just keep focusing on that emotion of like, oh, yes, like I'm in this new place and it's great. Alexandra, you said, hey, Mel, I would love to hear spirits messages. Yeah, let's see, Alexandra. King of Cups, Nine of Swords. Um, yeah, it feels like, uh, you're torn between, uh, really wanting to help certain people in your life, but also knowing that maybe this is a lesson that you can't necessarily fully help them through. Like you can be there for them and support them, but at the same time, you can't save them <laughs> or, you know, you can't, you can't completely move through the challenge for them and it's it's almost like this feeling of um how do i be a support system without trying to take over and manage this person's challenge for them how do i let this person learn the lessons that they need to learn their soul needs to learn by working through this challenge and um and like how do i instill the confidence into them that they are capable of working through this um that's what it feels like okay um sam you said i would love a card for the week ahead you're traveling and your oldest is turning 16. Ooh, okay love it ah the moon Ooh, this is cool. I like this. I actually kind of like this for travel because it feels like it's kind of an invitation into the unknown. Um, maybe with this trip, Sam, like you don't have to plan everything down to the wire or so you don't have to plan everything down to every detail. Like maybe there's actually a good it's good vibes to maybe leave room for mystery leave room for the unexpected, leave room for just moments where you want to chill out and be in the forest and, and sort of, uh, and sort of be with nature. Um, uh, that's something that the moon often brings through. So in this moment of like, what do I expect on this trip? Uh, yeah, I think expect the unexpected, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. And you can work with that energy by not over scheduling yourself and just kind of going with the flow um but i'm sending happy birthday vibes to your kid um yeah um many blessings to them this year okay i'm gonna do freya and ellis and then we're gonna wrap up uh 
Freya, you said, I'm in a court case with my abuser. I could really use a group prayer to definitely get through my impact statement and testimony. Oh, I'm so sorry, Freya. That sounds like the worst manifestation of a Venus retrograde, right? So I'm in full agreement that, um, you know, all of your spiritual support, your guides, your ancestors, your helping spirits, any animal messengers that are with you, you know, it, all your whole spirit team, I'm in full agreement that you feel them very strongly, um, you know, during this time. And um, I'm in full agreement that there are moments where you realize like you're never alone during this process and that they're always with you. And I'm in full agreement that you feel like really amazing support from like your friends and your close your closest people during this time and that you feel safe and held by them. Okay. Um, Ellis, you said, could I have a card for my dating life? Yeah, let's see here. Ooh. Knight of Cups, Ace of Wands. Ooh, okay. Um, Ellis, do you need to admit that you have a crush on someone. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, there's something here about like the Knight of Cups sometimes like delivering a message or like delivering love. And then the Ace of Wands being like that new energy, like new relationship energy. I don't know. Like, I don't know if someone's telling you they have a crush on you or if you're telling them you have a crush on them. But either way, I think um, the cards are in full support of something new and exciting kind of beginning and um it, you know it, it feels like it's okay to jump it's okay to leap it's okay to be vulnerable it's you're perfectly allowed to begin something new right um you have full permission to uh be curious about something new like yeah like there's just something here about um yeah, exciting, exciting new people coming in and not overthinking it too much. Um, yeah, my friends. Thanks for... You all are so welcome. Um, I'm reading all of these messages at the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My friends, so much love to you. I'm glad that we got to trade some messages this week. Um, happy Mars and Virgo. I really hope this transit can help us all get very aligned with uh, everything we've been working towards. Maybe I'll even release a YouTube video this week. We'll see, my friends. Um, yeah, lots of love to you. If we have an appointment later today, later this week, I'll see you later today, later this week. And um, yeah, my friends, lots of love. Thanks for coming.